We all enjoy the finer things in life, but it's fair to say not when it's at the expense of the planet. The good news is you don't necessarily have to choose between the two. I'm Jasmine Hemsley, and this is Self Sustainable. This time, we're making waves as we talk about sustainability in our oceans. I have to ask you, do you eat fish? I do, yeah. Okay, because I once bought some mackerel fresh off the boat from a fisherman who's been a fisherman for generations, and he didn't like fish. Oh, my God. (laughs) In this very special episode of Self Sustainable, we're going to be focusing on an issue on everybody's mind in 2019 as we speak to the people involved in Selfridges Project Ocean. We'll be hearing from ocean conservationist and co-founder of the hashtag One Less Plastic Bottle Pledge, Fiona Llewellyn from the Zoological Society of London. The challenges that these animals are facing regarding plastic and overfishing, it seriously reduces the resilience of these animals to to, to sort of be healthy and persist. We'll speak to Daniela Vega, Director of Sustainability at Selfridges. Our philosophy is that small actions add up to big change. So we want to make it as easy as possible for our customers to make those changes. We'll hear from Laki Suvidaki and David Palmer of Southbank Fresh Fish about how we can think more sustainably about the fish we eat. We've really taken it seriously and have really tried to push the agenda forward to become the leaders in sustainability in the food service sector. We'll be speaking to Selfridges Green Warriors about taking sustainability into the workplace and beyond. I don't just think about how I can affect change at work. I also try and think, what can I do in my kitchen? What can I do in my house to make that small difference? And finally, we'll be hearing from Selfridges Beauty buyer Melissa McGuinness about their very special announcement for World Oceans Day. It's been really exciting working on this concept. I think it just makes you think differently. Fixing the growing problems in our oceans is something we all want. In fact, a recent survey by Greenpeace showed that 9 out of 10 people are concerned about plastic pollution. Almost 400 million tonnes of plastic are produced every year. Just to give you some perspective on that, that's the equivalent of the weight of the entire human population. And the amount of that that is actually recycled is only 40%. So what is happening to that extra 60% of plastic produced every year? Well, 8 million tonnes a year is dumped in the ocean, destroying marine life, and ultimately entering our food chain. For Fiona Llewellyn, an ocean conservationist and senior project manager at the Zoological Society of London, her work deals with these issues every day. Coming face to face with conservation issues can be incredibly thought-provoking, incredibly powerful, and sometimes incredibly sad because we see the impact on the world and we see the impact of human activities on wildlife. Overfishing is one of the key threats facing the ocean today. The United Nations, for example, estimates that over 70% of fish stocks globally are overexploited, with many of those actually entering into the realm of creating endangered species as well. And there's a lot of uh, fishing activity that goes on that we don't even know about. I mean, as we know, the ocean covers 71% of the planet and, and not a huge amount of that is protected or even legislated or regulated, I should say. On top of overfishing, plastic pollution is, is now one of the key threats facing the ocean. We are having a huge build-up of plastic across 
the entire globe's ocean at the moment. It has been found in everywhere that scientists have sampled around the world, which is absolutely shocking because we've only really been using plastic, you know, for, for, for decades rather than hundreds of years. And the way that it acts when it gets into the ocean is that it never completely goes away, but it will break down into smaller and smaller pieces. And these items of plastic are causing damage to ecosystems, to species, they cause mortality. And because it's a fairly new problem that we're facing, we really actually don't know the impact that it's having on human health because we now know that we're ingesting it via eating seafood, but we don't know the full extent of what that means for us as a species. All these combined threats that the ocean is facing, they have a cumulative effect as well. We all know that climate change is having a a major impact on the ocean. So that combined with the challenges that these animals are facing regarding plastic and overfishing, it seriously reduces the resilience of these animals to to, to sort of be healthy and persist um, and be functional, all the things that we want them to be in a a healthy and, and safe ocean. It is definitely fixable. I am a strong believer in ocean optimism. We really need to start bucking up our ideas for us to be able to live in harmony with wildlife, to use our natural resources in a sustainable way and to ensure that the biodiversity that we're so lucky to have around us is here for future generations. It's clear that there needs to be a sea change in how we as consumers think about what we put in and what we take out from our oceans. But there's also a responsibility for retailers to take a lead on this too. Which is why it's so exciting that in 2011, Selfridges launched Project Ocean. We spoke to Daniela Vega, Director of Sustainability at Selfridges, about the birth of the campaign. The idea for Project Ocean really came out of a conversation in 2010 that our chairman, Alana Weston, had with the director of the Zoological Society of London. And at the time, the conversation was around the response of environmental charities to the crisis that we were facing in the oceans and the threat of overfishing and the lack of capacity for environmental charities to translate that for the average person on the street. And the point that Alana Weston had at the time was if only environmental charities could sell solutions like a retailer can sell them, then perhaps we'd have a lot more engagement. And the gauntlet was thrown down, really. So Jonathan Bailey at ZSL said to Alana, well, let's give it a try. And and Project Ocean was born out of that conversation. It was really a partnership between a number of NGOs working in the marine space, but predominantly with Greenpeace and Zoological Society of London. The objective was to raise awareness of the issues of overfishing and really present some of the solutions to that problem. So we started with our fish counter, ensuring that no fish that we served were endangered, working with the Marine Conservation Society. In an eye-catching collaboration with Catherine Hamnett, an English fashion designer famous for her t-shirts with political slogans, a massive banner on the front of Selfridges read, no more fish in the sea. And these were made into t-shirts too, actually. I've got one. 
One of the campaign's early successes was ensuring only non-endangered fish are sold and served at Selfridges, and they produced a guide to help customers navigate away from those endangered fish. They even helped to create the Marine Reserves Coalition and raised enough money to develop a 50-hectare Selfridges Marine Reserve in the Philippines, which is where my mom's from. In July 2014, as part of their work in providing sustainable seafood to customers, Selfridges began a partnership with South Bank Fresh Fish. Okay, so we're in the food hall. I went to Selfridges to visit the South Bank Fresh Fish counter for myself and spoke with their fishmonger, David Palmer. Hi, Hello, hi, David. Dave. Jasmine, yeah. nice, nice to meet you. Me. How are you? Thanks hi, for chatting hi. with us. So, big project ocean sign over there, and yeah. then fresh fish. Obviously, Selfridges has got a long-running initiative. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Everything on our counter is completely safe. Basically, we go by... Um, the MCS have, like, a rating system, and it's one to five, and it goes from, like, a traffic light system, green to red. So everything on this counter, we don't sell. So one sell. is good? One is good, okay. which will be green, and then five, five. is red, which is basically it's, it's, a no-go kind of and thing. And Selfridges don't even touch that, do no, they? No, we don't touch it. We took a, a stand. It was our, our best-selling um, uh, product, which was wild sea bass. In 2015, we chose as a company just to wipe UK wild sea bass off our product list. Falaki Zuvadaki director of sustainability at Direct Seafoods, the group who manage South Bank Fresh Fish, the issues facing fish stocks are central to his work. The subject matter of sustainability in seafood and the whole sector is quite complicated, but actually it's, it's one that you can be quite obvious about. Labelling is obviously an important feature. The MSC logo, which is sort of the Marine Stewardship Council, that is the most understood and well-known of the, the various organisations that have been pushing forward on sustainability. We have a, a dichotomy in the UK of 80% of the fish that we consume is based on five species, which are tuna, prawns, cod, salmon and, and haddock. Our most economically viable species in the UK is actually mackerel and most of that is caught and exported. So, you know, we export nearly all the fish that we land here and everything that we consume is imported. So we need to try and look at the species that we land in this country, you know. And I think South Bank Fresh Fish are there to support Selfridges on continuing trying to find new and interesting sustainable products to put on the counter there and also working with the chefs to see whether we can find alternatives that will grab the attention. And I think that's the thing, you know, where chefs can play a really important role. If a chef does a really good dish, I mean, we saw that many years ago when Gordon Ramsay did a, a dish with Pollock and, you know, suddenly Pollock tripled in price because Pollock became the most popular fish out there. So it's nearly the weekend and I want to cook some fish and I'm pretty open to suggestion. Maybe I'd do a fish curry or something like that. What am I better off buying? What would, what would be a more eco-choice to make? Where do you like to direct people who are looking to try something new? Um, I usually direct them to a hake. So if somebody comes in for cod or is sick of having cod, but cod's their favourite fish, yeah. I'll usually move them on to hake. This guy? Yeah, so it doesn't look that pretty. No. <laughs> but um, inside is basically really juicy sort of white flesh, very similar to cod. Well, who's this 
Chilean sea bass. He doesn't look anything like the sea bass I know. No, so this is actually called Patagonian toothfish. Okay. <laughs> it was called, basically, they changed the name, and it sort of has a similar sort of colour of skin and the flesh as well, but it's known for, like, its buttery sort of texture. Basically, if you like sea bass, you're going to like that. I think that was sort of the idea behind it. I mean, it's a, it's a lot nicer than regular sea bass, I would say. And, I mean, there are so many alternatives. I mean, a there lot are, of the time yeah. we're asking for something because it's the only thing we know. Exactly, right? yeah. So that's sort of our job, and that's sort of what I tell the guys to sort of concentrate on here. Just because a lot of fish, some, some fish may have a slightly different texture, but, like you say, if you wanted to cook a fish curry the sustainability um, side of it if you wanted to choose something else it probably isn't going to make that much of a difference taste wise but for the ocean you're going to see a big difference if we're looking around the world where can you produce food our land mass has been taken up we can't afford to destroy any more forests for meat protein for example the one place that we have plenty of space is the oceans which if it's done properly can be done really sustainably and really effectively so there are actually so many things that we can be doing when it comes to eating fish more sustainably and as i saw by visiting the fish counter sometimes venturing out a little bit and trying something different from what we're used to and it's good to try something new anyway doesn't really cost us that much and it makes a big difference to our oceans With the shocking revelation that in a decade, our oceans could hold a kilo of plastic for every three kilos of fish, Project Ocean in 2015 began to urge its customers to see through the plastics problem. This was before really any media attention was given to the issue, but the scientists at the Zoological Society were finding that plastics in the ocean was, was really rising up the agenda in, in terms of importance. And so we decided to take the quite bold step at the time of banning the single-use plastic water bottle, both in front of house, so for our customers and, and behind the scenes for us, our team members. We decided to take that stance because we felt that the single-use plastic water bottle was like a flagship species. So if we could just take that one product and say no, it would raise awareness of, of the issue more broadly. Tackling these issues needs to be done from a systemic level, so we need to work with the manufacturers, we need to work with the consumers of the product, and we need to work with the waste providers so that we can ensure that less plastic goes into the rivers and then into the ocean. Essentially what we need to do is turn off the plastic tap. In 2016, they asked both customers and businesses alike to ditch single-use plastic water bottles by backing the hashtag One Less campaign, which was co-founded by Fiona. It was really inspired by Project Ocean. And because of that, we started talking to our partners and to funders about what we could do to scale up this movement. If Selfridges can do it, who else in London can stop selling bottled water? Who else in London can say no to bottled water and instead choose to use a refillable bottle, for example? So One Less was launched in 2016. And the thing that I really like about One Less is that we're not just sort of pointing at people and telling them what to do. We have really worked hard to understand what we call the system of single-use plastic 
water bottles in London and the areas where people are going to be more susceptible to change. For example, if we uh, increase and improve the drinking water infrastructure in London, so more drinking fountains, more places to fill up on the go, there's less need to buy bottled water. We want to create a new norm in which refilling is the predominant way in which people hydrate themselves. And we want to create a city wherein actually using plastic bottled water is weird. Selfridges stopped using plastic straws in their restaurants and bars and even installed their public water fountain. In 2018, Selfridges began making their iconic yellow bags out of recycled coffee cups an idea that came from the Green Warriors, a team member community championing sustainability both in and out of the workplace. We spoke to some of the Green Warrior community leaders, Waverly Granger. My name is Waverly Granger. I am one of the lead visual merchandisers in the creative presentation team. Michael Riley. My name is Michael Riley. I work in the 3D creative team. And Josephine Fisher. Hi, I'm Josephine Fisher. I work in the learning and development team and I'm a Green Warrior. The Green Warriors are a quite important part of the back of house of the store. Kind of a green conscience, I think, for the rest of the business. Pushing initiatives and ideas that help to make the way we run the business more sustainable. The Green Warriors are a big group of people from all parts of the business who want to champion change and champion sustainability and bounce off ideas on what we can do to help this global crisis. So one of the great things that Selfridges has done is started recycling our coffee cups. So in 2016, one of our wonderful property team came across a company who could recycle coffee cups into Selfridges bags. So we've linked up with them and we have coffee cup recycling bins in all of our locations across the country and really are very passionate about the fact that we can recycle those. So in the first six months of 2016, when we launched this, we had 6,500 bags made from recycled coffee cups. So we partner with CSL and Thames 21 and we have two beach cleans a year. It can be either on next to Hammersmith Bridge or overlooking the O2 Arena. And there's about 50 of us that go down with Thames 21, with our gumboots on, with our gloves on, and we clean the beaches. One time we were cleaning mostly plastic bags and chairs and trade bags. And then the one by Hammersmith City Bridge was mostly about wet wipes. And so from a metre square on the beach, we picked up 80 wet wipes that were dug down into the sand. I think everybody walked away from that really thinking about what could I do differently? How can I bring more change It's really hard to make people like grow a green conscience from scratch, you know? I mean, but these environmental things, they always take a long time to sort of embed, I think, into people. And we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves for, you know, realising that things take time. I don't just think about how I can affect change at work. I also try and think, what can I do in my kitchen? What can I do in my house to make that small difference because I do believe that every small action can make a difference. I think one of the great things about sustainability and something that people maybe don't realise is that we don't need one person being zero waste 100%. We need loads of people doing it imperfectly. I think the small steps that we can take, the small ways, even if it's switching your toothbrush to a bamboo one, you're reducing the amount of plastic straight away. And I think it's those little wins that really push people forward because you make one small change and you feel really great about it. So where is Project Ocean at in 2019? 
Well, every year, to celebrate World Oceans Day, Selfridges announces new ways to reduce plastic waste. Having already achieved so much through Project Ocean, they have found a new way to tackle the problem. We made a pledge as a business to celebrate World Oceans Day every year and find new ways to reduce single-use plastic. So this year we're launching the Project Ocean Beauty Booth. The idea really behind this campaign is to help customers tackle single-use plastic waste in their in their bathrooms. When we looked at the research that although 90% of packaging is recycled in kitchens, only 50% is recycled in bathrooms. So we thought um, that was a, a, an amazing opportunity to help our customers start to tackle that plastic waste in their bathrooms because it means that 30,000 tonnes of recyclable bathroom waste is needlessly ending up in landfill at the moment. So we feel we can play a part in diverting some of that waste. To hear about the kind of brands that we'll be featuring in the shop, we spoke to Selfridges beauty buyer, Melissa McGuinness. A lot of them are really small organizations, and I think it's just great that we can bring them to more customers. And, you know, building this awareness is just going to help all of us. So we've brought in a number of new brands. One of them is Wild Sage, which is a British family-run business. They handcraft cold-processed soaps and skin balms from natural ingredients. For Julie Ward of Wild Sage & Co., who we spoke to earlier in the series, Reducing the plastic in her products down to even the smallest details is an important part of her work. There's so many unnecessary things, there's so many un unnecessary like packaging that's just not required. It's just pointless to use it and it's only there to make things look pretty. To me, it's just absolutely a total no-no. So the soaps are all wrapped in brown paper. The labels I print on, this is used in schools, it's called sugar paper. Do you remember sugar paper from school? It's really simple, recycled, non-bleached. We try to keep our packaging really simple and it's only what's absolutely necessary for the product. But with our jars and tins, we don't pack them in another cardboard box. They just come as the jar that needs to contain the balm. We also offer unwrapped bars on our website, so that's something we're going to do more and more of. So they can buy it in bulk and there's no packaging on that at all, apart from we have to post it out. So, you know, it goes in the box for the post. Another brand we've brought in is Durogenics, which is a British oral care brand. Um, it's completely plastic-free and made from pure, natural, and organic ingredients. They completely avoid the use of any synthetic chemicals in their products. Their packaging is minimal waste, either recyclable or even compostable where possible. We've also brought in a brand called Face Halo, which is a really great alternative to wipes. Um, they're reusable up to 200 washes, which basically is replacing 500 makeup wipes. Also easily recyclable and non-toxic. Another brand is Acalib, which is all-natural, organic and vegan products using zero-waste packaging. For Hannah Pumphrey, founder of Acala, she wants to make buying consciously as easy and accessible to all as popping into a high street store. We see our role as a business is to empower people to feel like they can make changes every day in their life to reduce their plastic consumption. One of the most important things that we focus on is that the products that you're switching to have to have the same performance or have to perform in the same way as the products you're currently using. I think since starting the business, I've become a lot more aware of what really is a green product and what isn't, but also that actually it's not as hard as perhaps we think to make some changes. And I definitely believe in kind of leading by example. And since I started the business and I've been uh, making changes in my own lifestyle, 
so many people, friends, family, have sort of said, oh, you know, I never knew that was a thing and I didn't realise it was possible and actually that's really easy to do. So it's definitely, I think, you make the change yourself and I think others will follow. It's been really exciting working on this concept. I think it just makes you think differently about your routine and just even, you know, changes that you can make to it um, that either reduce waste or, you know, really being more conscious about recycling products. Everyone who's worked on it has probably really changed a lot of the decisions that you make in your day-to-day routine. So I think it has actually impacted the way that we go about our daily beauty routines. And really, that's what we want to bring to the minds of our customers as well. So we want this space to spark dialogue and change the way that people go about their daily routine. This is just the beginning. We are going to continue to source new brands that sit under this umbrella, and these brands will then become part of our permanent assortment. There is so much extra that comes with our beauty products that we just don't even think about. And so it's nice to see Selfridges championing brands who are really trying to reverse this narrative. And hopefully, if we all take notice, this will change all of our bathroom habits. Finally, with so much already being done through Project Ocean, we asked our experts what we can do to help. For me, there's a bit of a simple rule around avoiding endangered fish. So don't eat really big or really small. So um, big fish like tuna and swordfish, just avoid them because the the fish stocks are are variable. And, And small fish like prawns, I tend to avoid because of the issues with drag Start thinking about the plastic that's in your life, the single-use plastic. I would recommend everybody to take the One Less Pledge and just stop buying bottled water. Instead, get yourself a refillable bottle and just fill it up on the go. Taking that action, it makes you think about other unnecessary items as well. Download the Good Fish Guide, which is a free app produced by the Marine Conservation Society, which rates different species of fish, mainly the ones that are found in or commonly consumed in the UK, and gives you suggestions of which species are best to consume. Challenge your supermarkets. If you're not happy with the amount of plastic that your tomatoes are wrapped in, or, you know, that your bread comes in a bag that isn't recyclable, say no to that. Tell them. We can all stand up and have our voice. So like we've explored so much across the series, there is a lot we can do as consumers to think, act and buy more sustainably. But it's also down to our retailers as well. And there's a kind of dialogue that goes on between the two of us all the time. For example, we tell retailers what we want through how we buy. And simultaneously, they use their position to make new, more considered buying and selling narratives possible. And as we've seen with this campaign now in its ninth year, this dialogue can have far-reaching effects, meaning that the decisions we make as individuals are a lot more than just a drop in the ocean. This episode of Self-Sustainable was brought to you by Selfridges and Radio Wolfgang. It was presented by me, Jasmine Hensley, and featured Fiona Llewellyn, Daniela Vega, Lucky Zuvidaki, David Palmer, Waverly Granger, Josephine Fisher, Michael Riley, Melissa McGuinness, Julie Ward and Hannah Pomfrey. The executive producers were Ellie DiMartino and Harry Watson and the producers were Natalia Rodriguez, Ivor Manley and Eli Block. Discover more ways in which Selfridges is buying better and inspiring change at selfridges.com forward slash buying better. <laughs>